This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. So earlier this week, or should I say last week, journalist Prabhat Singh was picked up by plain clothes policeman in Dantewada in Bastar. Not the first such case of journalist being harassed in that area. Uh, the D20 ICC Cricket World Cup gets everyone excited, and Dhoni's firm admonishing of a journalist gets everyone excited as well. The bombing in Brussels, uh, the USA presidential run keeps all news watchers entertained. and lots more here to discuss in last week's news happenings around the world this is news laundry hafta episode 60 i'm abhinandan sekri angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte so we have with us today uh, a hafta guest rahul pandita hi rahul hi uh, for those of you who may not know rahul uh, i'll just introduce him rahul no disrespect but you'll be surprised that some people just don't follow the news <laughs> rahul is a journalist and a writer and author uh, he in fact is the author of three books our moon has black clots being your latest yes which in fact i in, uh, i i did an interview following uh, uh, that book or did no, madhu no uh, aparna did aparna right i but i yeah i remember i read the book really nice by the way thank you hello bastar the untold story of india's maoist movements and the absent state Uh, this one was co-authored with, with Nilesh Mishra, with Nilesh Mishra. Yes. and he just finished his Yale World Fellowship. You were the Yale World Fellow 2015. That's right. Right. We also have Madhu, our editor-in-chief. Hi, Madhu. Hi. How's I, it hanging? <laughs> For women, it doesn't hang. Oh, but that's not how it's. A, is is that's not the connotation of this term? Yes, it is. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank God it doesn't. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> And we have Manisha. Hello. Hi, Manisha. How Hi. are you doing? Really good. See, I'm the more appropriate. <laughs> doing uh, fine. Biraj Swain, our consulting editor. Hi, Biraj. Hi. You've been traveling all over the world. Actually, eight districts of Bihar and Telangana. Which is that's all over the world. In the world, last I checked. Oh, you were in Telangana, is it? Yeah. I've just come back from Telangana. Oh, you were there too? Yes. Did you guys meet? Okay. Not really. It's yeah. it's it's too big to just it's run into each other. Yes or no? There's no not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I keep a very low profile when I'm in Telangana and Bastar. Oh, because you've worked a lot there, correct? Oh, you have to. I just like to remind our viewer to support independent media, because when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporations served. It's not rocket science; it's simple logic. So, right, we believe. And we need you. Can I also add to that plug? Especially after having done one whole series on global summits, it's really difficult to have women in panels and not have. a single all male panel and for our listeners it's important to point out that today we have 60% female yes, panel in fact, it saying, takes a lot of effort yeah. to not actually have a single all male panel another yeah. reason why you should be supporting independent media news laundry they are called manuals yeah, apparently yeah manuals so uh we'll start with so Rahul. these are manuals this is a manual i don't know i i i can't huh? Okay now uh, Rahul uh, before we discuss the Bastar situation what is a fellow you know uh, like you're a Yale fellow i've always wondered like i'm a fellow like do you have any idea of where this word comes from i don't know what that means uh, is this a grant where you do your work but why is it yeah. called a fellow like even a girl fellowship, is a fellow right it is scholarship no but isn't a fellow a male thing it's like a scholarship that's it no but the word fellow don't know Um, don't care. Usually, no I thought the other we'll, important we'll question is we'll that HRD minister. We'll, we'll, we'll come to the more substantial bit uh, right now. Uh, 
you've heard what in fact you tweeted about this journalist being picked up in in bus yes uh, you've spent how much time there just for a viewer uh our listeners are almost 16 years i mean off and on right now uh, you are uh, outraged just and you called it a police state oh yes uh i can imagine many people saying you're uh, exaggerating it's hyperbole uh, is it or is it not well i'll tell you a story um uh many years ago uh, i think about 4 or 5 years ago a lawyer from mumbai um wrote me an email i was with open magazine at that point of time and uh, he had read some of my stories and he was very he said he was inspired by uh what i wrote about and he wanted to go to bastar and he said uh, do you have any advice for me uh i said the only advice i have for you is do not go there okay. uh because uh, you know as journalists who are carrying Uh, press cards etc who know It's people okay, there yeah. it becomes very difficult sometimes for us uh to to travel in certain areas um, as a journalist i can tell you that uh, you know i've reported extensively from the so called naxal affected areas but for many years i avoided raipur the uh, st- uh, you know the state capital of chatisgarh like plague okay because after a point in time raipur became like a snake pit you know you land land there um you you take up a room in a hotel the moment you do that uh, you are on uh, you know the watch list yeah the watch list uh, you take a cab you are on watch list uh, so then uh, for some Who of us exactly is watching you uh the intelligence agencies the local police the authorities state, the, the state the state mostly in this state, case local yeah, yes yeah, cid uh intelligence agencies uh, but, we wouldn't know there watching is okay i'm not saying it's okay but i am saying it's okay but where does it come when they start picking when when does the illegality start well the illeg- illegality starts when uh, uh, once you are once you are off jagdalpur which is the last town really uh, where you know journalists usually go there and they only tread to a distance where they always have the luxury of coming back uh, to jagdalpur Um, that is what i call clean bedsheet journalism mm. um but beyond <laughs> that there is absolutely nothing and yeah, uh, as opposed to bed bug journalism <laughs> as opposed to nothing uh, so um, so then it, you know you do not know what is happening there and you know you have more, no mobile network so uh, I, you are absolutely on the whim you, so i just want to ask you i'll just tell our listeners the, before we before we move on to biraj as well and then we'll just come back to you um what happened was in this latest case prabhat singh was picked up apparently for circulating a whatsapp message where he used obscene language i think he used the word gaand but he wanted to say god or something yes thing. it was it was an autocorrect thing and he wanted to say god and it became something else something else but even if he had said gaand yeah, yeah. i mean uh, i learned that word in the school and i've been using that liberally forever since, you know and you use ma and god mama ha mama they call mama ki god mein ma- yeah, yeah mama they, is the name for yeah. so basically some one of these whatsapp in this case one cop but they said that this is why they were picking him up that is what was the stated reason along with a couple of other cases uh, which they uh, you know put on him now uh, one uh, no, related what, to the other case yeah. what he uh, what it came out in autocorrect yeah. even if he said that yes. what's the big deal yeah that's precisely my point yeah now the thing is uh, viraj you have spent some time in this area as well as part of the food uh, right to food campaign hmm. uh, i think we discussed this when malini got attacked also last month hmm. that there is actually now a committee of journalists to 
look into every case of such police brutality and excesses and everything. And as Malini was telling us that she did uh, lodge an FIR, but she was also asked to leave. Same happened with the JAGLAG, the Jagdalpur legal um, aid uh, group. And, and the BBC Hindi journalist Alok Prakash Putul, he had to leave his assignment in Bastar. So full disclosure, I'm actually a supporter of JAGLAG. I'm, I'm a I've signed a petition for JAGLAG to be allowed to function back in Jagdalpur and provide the legal aid to people who've been caught in the crossfire and things like that. Mm. I think three things, Abhinandan, especially because News Laundry is also a media watch site. The fact that journalists are being attacked, the fact that reporting is, it's, it's becoming a war zone, it's becoming so dangerous for people to be reporting in your own country, that itself should, should raise all kinds of questions. All, uh, say, uh, but is this new? That's the question. So, maybe it's not new, but there's a lot happening together. It, it has, it has yeah. increased. And this is it the time. Increased. This is the time when I think I've made this case before. I'll make it again. This is the time when the trade unionists, the civil society wallas, everybody should stand in solidarity with journalists. Also, you can't be asking for journalists to be giving solidarity every time something illegal happens and the state excess happens. This is state excess 101. And this is where solidarity support. Now, is when you were doing your research there, yeah. did you feel uh, that there was difficulty moving around? It, it was. Did you feel unsafe? Was there any such? So before we started recording, Abhi, we were just discussing uh, Rahul and I. Uh, this is something economist Santosh Mehrotra says. The mining and the licensing department is called the note department, and the PDS, the food department, is called the vote department. The reason why PDS works so well is that it's almost numbing you to inaction with, with really good food security programs so that all the so excesses... So the food security program there is great. Is yeah, it say. is one of the well-functioning ones. Actually, it is one of the well-functioning ones. And that is the note vote department and the mining and all the due the diligence department. violation is the note department. Is, so yeah, so you go to far-flung villages where you know they have no idea about what parliament is or what New Delhi is or what Prime Minister Modi is. But they have a very definite idea about um, this man called Ramon who uh, supplies them this two, ki two rupees a kilo rice and the fact that in return they have to press the button on So while everyone's uh, you're worried about Modi becoming this cult leader and Rahul or Kejriwal, it's actually happened there in already. Bastar, it's really not the case. You know, nobody, nobody knows Mr. Modi. No, what, what you're saying is that this danger, people saying that the cult following of people like Modi, Arvind or Rahul, that's not the worry. It's already happened in Chhattisgarh with Raman Singh. Absolutely. Uh, Madhu, uh, Anything to share on this? Yes, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I was telling you that story about that lawyer. So I'll keep just keep it very brief. So obviously, I told him not to go. Hmm. Um, oh, he went. Uh, but he, yes, he oh, did. Yeah. Okay. And uh, after that uh, nightmare, he wrote back to me and he said he went there and he had uh, met Mr. Kaluri, who is now uh, in the limelight in this case, uh, the IG Bastar. I think uh, in those days he used to be SSP. Okay. Uh, and he uh, sought an appointment. He was granted an appointment. He went there and uh, he sat in front of Mr. Kaluri and said, you know, I've, I'm a lawyer. I've come from 
Maharashtra and I just wanted to get an idea of what is happening, you know, just a, just a brief of what you think is the problem, etc. Uh, so, uh, according to him, you know, Kaluri looked at him, um, Mr. Kaluri looked at him for several minutes, he said, very interesting, uh, and then instructed his uh, guys to detain him for a day. On uh, what, so, just uh, like that? On what ground? Absolutely, for no, for no ground at all. Just detained him, uh, in, you know, he was like under arrest for, 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 the, for a whole day. Mm. Uh, and in the evening, I think he made some calls uh, to his people in Maharashtra. He's a well-connected guy, uh, and finally, someone must have made that uh, phone call, which led to his freedom at the end of the day. So basically, they're creating a fear psychosis that the message goes out to all journalists, like you told him, "It's not a place to go." So that's the message they want to give out: that don't come here. Yes. In in our case, you know, one safeguard we have is that we come come from the so-called national press. So mm -hmm. if I'm representing the Hindu, for example, or the Times of India, uh, you know, I'll go there, you know, I'll spend some days and then I'll come back. But it's very difficult for someone there. like Prabhat Singh who is living there, right. who, uh, who is not a permanent employee. In this mm. case, he was working for ETV. Right. And just two days before, mysteriously, that contract was terminated. Wow, and ETV really? did not even have the moral courage to support a journalist who had been with them less than 48 hours ago. Oh, and he had been bad. working for Patrika and ETV. Yes, with Rajasthan Patrika. Because Patrika you get paid really. I wanted to get to that actually. What is the life of a stringer in a place like Chhattisgarh? It's really Chattigar. terrible. It's really terrible and it cuts across all television channels. Uh, uh, where you have these uh, small-time reporters who have their own cameras and then they go and report. But they also need to make money because you're not really paying them anything. What must um, be the average wage of a stringer there? It, re I mean, it really depends. 10,000, 5,000, 7,000. And then what do you do? And then you're, if you're doing stories that are taking on the state, you really have... Absolutely. You don't have the organization no, supporting nothing. you, you don't have the monetary... Nothing, nothing. Uh, and also, I think the, the biggest problem here is that because of the, um, the what I call now the prostitute syndrome which which is uh, prostitute syndrome is what I talk what I'm referring to is people calling us prostitutes yes not that we are right and because of that syndrome the support that should be there that should if it was there the authorities would think twice Okay. Because yeah, what happens absolutely. in a place like yeah, Delhi, absolutely. if a journalist is attacked in any way, they know, the authorities know that the next day there'll be a dharna at the press council, at the press yes, club, yes. there'll be India Gate, Jantar Mantal, there will be a response. Mm -hmm. And this is because of the lack of, res uh, lack of support that the stringers have in, in these smaller areas. And I think also, Madhu, the piece that you wrote, uh, the general public is not aware like there are enough reasons to bash the media and we do that ourselves but the importance of an independent media for them for I don't think people appreciate that they're just happy you know dishing them and dissing them sorry it's become and actually I saw a very interesting film uh, last night called the experimenter this is based on a true life story uh, about um, a, a psychologist and social study analyst who conducted these experiments where he would um, tell a person that you have to ask these questions of a person who's behind a wall and every time he gets a wrong answer which he's been given to memorize before he'll get an electric shock and after each oh, yes. wrong question uh, wrong answer the incre the voltage increases. increases in reality there was no voltage it was just an actor at the back who was screaming and yelling 
and the experiment was that how far do do people go in listening to authority right. when uh, they know that they're still inflicting pain, yeah. which carried on to uh, studies related to Germany, Holocaust, right. all the other area, um, events that have taken place historically. And they found that the majority of the people will take orders Yes. And we, and no matter how much pain is being inflicted, and go all the way, yeah, and go all the way, this. and and secondly, also it it um, analyzes that how a crowd when they start thinking in a particular way. He did another another uh, uh, psycho uh, psychoanalyst did a, an experiment where there were five dummies, meaning uh, people what they call confederates, their own people sitting there, and one genuine person who doesn't know what's going on and they put an experiment in front of them uh, uh, two placards and they say tell us which line matches the size of the other five on this and the first three four five are correct after that the confederates that's the planted people start giving absolutely wrong answers which are clearly wrong that the length of this is that and they deliberately make it obviously wrong but the one person who's sitting there then does Wants not have the guts yes yeah, the whole so thing I think this is what <laughs> I think it was and, a Yale experiment. And there's one line mistaken. in that film which really I had to pause it and play it again because it says there is nothing more dangerous than a democracy that uses authoritative methods to suppress the public. Yes. And this is part of what is happening today. And whether it's state-wise, like the way um, Jay Lalita does it, mm. all right, the way other states doing it in different ways and the way the central government is doing it. But the fact is that it is happening. This, you said this was a Yale experiment. I think so. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, Biraj, what, it was a Harvard. Harvard. Biraj, what do you want to go with next? We have cricket, we have Jammu and Kashmir. I would like to come back to Rahul on that later. We have Uttarakhand, we have Brussels. Please decide. Uh, Brussels attacks. Okay, Brussels attacks. So what do you think the coverage was by and large? Were you satisfied? So I spent... I'm sorry, one specific question, you can answer that. Uh, that photograph, Sandeep Roy, I think, has written that piece. I would like to know your view. You, uh, for our listeners, there was a photograph of a stewardess, an Indian stewardess, whose, you know, coat... Jet Airways. And, yeah, Jet Airways, whose clothes are blown off, and she's sitting there in her brazier. It's, uh, and they were criticized, many people were criticized for using that picture, and some says that's fine. So, yeah, go. Uh, general coverage on this specific issue. So I've spent a fair amount of time both last two years in Brussels because I'm part of a campaign on sustainable development goals, which has um, its offices in Brussels also. And I spent time not in Shabrik or Mobilik, which are the areas where the poverty and the radicalization is happening, but in Sanjay's area. So the first answer is I'm actually agnostic about the photograph because I think that Huffington Post article does discuss it pretty well in terms of saying the outrage and the Vietnam photo, it just opposes it with the Vietnam photo yes, and well the kind of shock and uh, the kind of uh, skepticism it led uh, for the public to question the Vietnam War. So I, about dignity of the victim, about having covered her and the blood streaming on her face and her undergarment showing and things like that, I'm quite agnostic because this is how disaster area scenes Looks. look like. This is how... Uh, and, and that's what the news does. And I well, that. You know, this debate actually happened when Newsweek ran mm -hmm. that club, uh, cover of this little girl running... After napalm. After her clothes yeah. were mm -hmm. blown, mm -hmm. melted off her, in mm -hmm. fact. And there was the same argument. 
and again that argument when that which is Sandeep is written about yeah, that yeah and also about the picture of this uh, vulture waiting for the baby to yeah. die yes that guy that killed himself all right he killed himself out of guilt that people harassed him that why didn't you save the baby instead of waiting for the thirdly the baby who drowned it was on the beach right okay so that also raised the same questions now this and i think that uh, a very interesting article that came out in the guardian where this guy has written very critically about the media showing all that the the result of what the terrorists are doing and he says that the more we show it we are feeding into their agenda because they're doing it for the publicity Would you? but but at the end of the article i'm waiting for his solution he's criticized that we shouldn't show this we shouldn't show this because we're feeding them but then what's the solution there's no solution would you use that picture yes yes okay manisha what do you think i uh, yeah i what is maybe i cover her, main problem maybe i cover her front a little bit maybe i'd black out that i've seen the blacked out version but, but it takes away but the tell me yes. something enormity. this hmm. debate on her it's the last thing i notice is that she's in an undergarment yes. i mean is, this is the yeah. indian thing yeah. to dekho kya kapde pehne hai i don't think this discussion even happen in europe because the That's fact true. is it's 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 a site of like massive destruction there's so much else than focusing on what she's wearing i i personally didn't think it was and shocking. also people who have the luxury of distance who you know, will so look at that. i don't think such a discussion would happen in europe if this was a westerner yes. if she was it's just but it hasn't happened in europe Hasn't, in, it, it hasn't happened in, the ter in terms of undress. Yeah, but DNA it has happened in terms of the same context of yeah. showing the baby on the. What beach. do you think? I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, in this particular picture, uh, you know how strong or effective it was. Uh, but the other photographs we discussed, like the Nepal bomb or the kid with the vulture, or even Ayalan Al Gurti's uh, picture on the beach, mm. I think these were really, really important pictures, mm. and they yes. changed the tide of history in in, in many ways. After Nepal. bomb you know there was this wide outrage about what the united vietnam states was or, doing yeah. in vietnam or uh, with that so sometimes uh, sometimes a photo photograph is very important I mean, I, and this, if you remember this the case, time it was not so intense but if you have a photographer on on ground and if that uh, photograph according to the news editor captures that moment where you sh where yeah. you show the horror then you of, of 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 terror I think it's an Indian tradition. If you remember, if you remember, in news track, we showed the footage of the student being uh, shot by the police. Um, they were uh, they were protesting against reservations, the mandal, which VP Singh was putting in uh, in effect, and we showed his he, he shot in many different places, and then the police dragging him by his broken arm, which was in three pieces, along the street, yeah. until our cameraman. Ajmal Jami asked them to put that bamboo made shield the police use yes. under him and then they carried him into the jeep of course the guy died he was already you know but we were criticized at that time so and many questions were asked that why did the cameraman go on shooting why did he not help fact is that if he hadn't shot that nobody would have known what have happened it would have been a two line thing and in those days there was no uh, there were no there, no no there was no in television there was, there was only no, doordarshan yeah, and there was so there was cassettes. it would not have been seen bbc wasn't there cnn wasn't there no cameramen were there except for our footage right. and unless we showed it nobody would have understood the impact of what was happening on the streets and how young people were being shot at by vp singh's government ordered by nehru uh, what's his name arun nehru arun nehru 
Um, fine. But, uh, Let's, Abhinandan, yeah. can I just uh, complete? I, I, Brussels airport is actually a very porous airport. It does not have even half the security that we encounter in our domestic airports, not even international, the domestic airports, number one. Number two, it is the headquarter of European Commission. It has some of the most important offices. And the entire country, Belgium, has 600 police force. And with this European uh, Union, 28 countries and open borders, I am actually, without sounding uh, uh, outrageous, I'm actually surprised that the Brussels attack did not happen earlier. Hmm. It's actually an easier target than even Paris. I see. Um, interesting. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the next thing. But before I do that, I would like to point out this podcast is produced by Karthik Nijhavan. Thank you, Karthik for your wonderful production. Was that a fake smile, Karthik? <laughs> <laughs> it was so fake. Also, Hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. But if you're listening to it on SoundCloud or iTunes, the reference links to the articles or the programs we're talking about will not be available there. For that, you'll have to come to the News Laundry podcast page. So yeah, it's more advisable you listen to it via the News Laundry podcast page. Uh, On I, the Belgium attack, there's one thing. Uh, please follow Jason Berg and this Belgian journalist called Guy Van V-L-I-E-R-D-E-N <laughs> on Twitter for great perspective and great stories. I mean, it's just v another I level of reporting. Where is it? Wilder? Wilder. V-L-I-E-R-D-E-N. For really great reporting. For, uh, okay, now we'll just go on to two quick things for those of our viewers listening who also want to be updated on the news. Uttarakhand government is in trouble. And Ramdev is being accused by the Congress of causing the defection of Congress MLAs to form BJP government. And Jammu and Kashmir finally has a chief minister. Uh, woman chief minister for the first First woman chief minister, Rahul, your state. Yes. Uh, are you happy? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, um, government formation is always um, welcome. Uh, we, Mr. Vora, the governor, has done some uh, good work in the past few months. Mm. Uh, but uh, a chief minister's role is always more welcome than a governor's okay. role. I have two questions for you, yeah. slightly long. After that, I'll keep quiet, then you can just answer both together. One is, uh, uh, for our listeners, uh, I've read Rahul's book, Amun Has Blood Clots, a truly beautiful, uh, beautiful book, Rahul so heartfelt, his experiences as a child growing up there until all Kashmiri pundits had to flee. Uh, so my first question, Rahul, is I personally have a problem with caste identity. And I wonder why you call yourselves Kashmiri pundits and not Kashmiri Hindus. Are there no other Hindus there? Uh, th that is one. Uh, and the second bit is, uh, personally, do you see this government as such a contradiction coming together that, you know, one supports Abzal Guru, the other jails people for chanting slogans. The cynicism that one sees, you know, regarding this government formation, even with many people who support the BJP. <laughs> uh, do you share that cynicism or you think, you know, you have to make something happen by coming together? And my earlier question. I mean, the caste question has a very long history. I don't know how, 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 how much time do you have, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have to take you to 14th century when, oh dear, uh, okay. yes, um, mm. when there were other uh, people, other Hindus in, okay. in, in Kashmir, but after the Islamist invasion, mm. uh, most of them were converted. Uh, obviously, the so-called non-Brahmins, who, who did not have that kind of attachment with religious scriptures, etc., mm. were the first to uh, convert. Many Brahmins also did, right. but uh, 
only a handful of Brahmins were left who did not, who refused to convert. Uh, oh, some, of, some of them left, some of them stayed behind, uh, but they did not leave their religion. They did not leave their uh, affiliation, association with their religious scriptures. Um, and after that uh, nightmare was over, and that nightmare happened several times. And you are talking so nightmare before, 14th century, yeah, not just the one in the yes, 90s. Absolutely. So before uh, 1990, there were seven major exoduses of Kashmiri Pandits that have happened from 14th century onwards. So I people see. have left at different points in time. So as of now, Jawaharlal Nehru's uh, forefathers must have left at any some point in time. So your family has been there for centuries. Similar. Yes, absolutely. And not anymore. Not, not there have been. Uh, it's interesting that in discussions, I have come across. Uh, people who, Kashmiris, who say that a large part of the problem was created by the Kashmiri Pandits themselves, including them supporting, I'm not saying the militancy was that they helped support that, I'm saying before that, in terms of uh, Article um, 370, that they wanted to control the land and uh, the economy of Kashmir. And uh, I must uh, you must admit that the Kashmiri Pandits in Kashmir are mostly on the wealthy side. And you, you they, know, they know, created a, yeah, a this, sort of an exclusivity. You know, this, is, this is one mm. misnomer which has been said so many times okay. that it has almost become truth. Mm. So after 1947, uh, before that Jammu and Kashmir was a princely state and then uh, the instrument of accession was signed and uh, Kashmir became a part of India. Um, I'm talking about people like D.P. Dhar. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. so, yes. So what happened is, you know, I'll have to take, to, take you back to 14th century. Sure. When people left, like Jawaharlal Nehru's forefathers left. Uh, where did they go? They came to Delhi and found employment with the Mughal courts. And then they flourished. You had various centers of cultures. Uh, you had one in Allahabad, you had one in Lucknow, you had one in Lahore. There were 100 very influential Pandit families in Lahore before 1947. Uh, you had uh, you had families in uh, you had families in Delhi, but those families had no bearing on the politics of Kashmir. So this lie has been flouted now that Kashmiri pundits in Kashmir Valley were this elite lot. You know they were moneylenders, they were Muslims, they were Hindus. Uh, some Kashmiri pundits had uh, large land holdings, some Kashmiri Muslims had large uh, land holdings. Uh, then the other lie which is flouted is that uh, most of the so-called elite government jobs were with Kashmiri Pandits. You'll be surprised to know that as on 1990, before uh, the exodus happened, in the state government, uh, 15,000 Kashmiri Pandits were employed. And you know how many, uh, how many of them were teachers? About 6,500 were teachers. So there's no issue of uh, mm. Kashmiri no, pundits holding on to the. No, was a different thing because even, they were forced even, to leave. Even from it was 19, a violent situation. Even their from homes, 19, they were kicked out absolutely. of their homes. They were murdered but, but in their homes. But where is the homes. question of elitism when uh, I'm talking only about 15. when I'm talking about Jawaharlal Nehru's time. So Jawaharlal, when they were Jawaharlal, Jawaharlal Nehru left. I think what you're saying in, is they in, prospered when they came here. The ones who they, came they here came prospered. Not when they're there. So I'm talking about Article 370 then. So what about it? What I'm saying is that the Kashmiri Pandits at that time uh, supported Article 317 in order to control the economy from invaders from India. So, I mean, you know, okay, Kashmir is part of India, but I'm talking about that mindset, that they wanted to control the economy. 
But there was no question of controlling the economy. They, uh, they were not in a position to control the economy. They didn't when, want competition when, when, from outsiders when, coming when in. The Mar I mean, of course, some Pandit leaders played an active role. You, you know, they had uh, they had left leanings. Uh, they were supportive of Sheikh Mohammed Abdullah uh, when land reforms happened. Uh, when this idea of Naya Kashmir was flouted, many Kashmiri pundits who had uh, leftist leanings, who were a part of uh, Sheikh Mohammed Abdullah's, uh, you know, you know, party, uh, when, when it changed, it changed its name from Muslim Conference to National Conference, mm. obviously they were in favor of. And uh, I think as a unit, know. if everybody was there, I think it would be, you know, as part. Of, but just this. But are you comfortable with? A caste identity, or would you rather use Kashmiri? Uh, it's, it's not really a caste identity for us. Okay. You know, it's it's just a small thing to distinguish ourselves mm. from from the from the rest of the Hindus in India, so that we know that you know when I say I'm a Kashmiri Pandit, you know, we're only four hundred thousand people. Right. So when I say I'm Kashmiri Hindu, Hindu, it doesn't culturally mean same thing to me when, as when I say I'm a I'm, I'm a Kashmiri Pandit. I see. Um, uh, and regarding it's, the it's way the of government, my connection with my land. Uh, regarding the power, what was your question? Uh, did the cynicism that you know here's the BJP and the TDP uh, the PDP coming together obviously, are you that cynical or obviously you know uh, from 1990 onwards the Bharatiya Janata Party catapulted in, in itself into a national party on two uh, main planks hmm. one was of course the Kashmiri not the Kashmiri Pandits, Kashmir. Hmm. When they said, Dood mangoge to khir denge, Kashmir mango to yeah. denge. Sunny deal. Sunny deal. The other was Babri Masjid hmm. So after they you know, these two issues, after these two planks, catapulted them into international party. The issue of Kashmiri Pandits was, of course, forgotten, but used conveniently to garner Hindu supports in the, in the so-called Hindi heartland, um, at least. But now, you know, for so many years, you have said all kinds of things to, uh, uh, you know, uh, separatist groups and those mainstream political parties who, according to you, are soft separatists like the PDP, hmm. and now suddenly you send a emissary there who, who goes on to hug uh, this. Uh, and no um, less than Ram Madhav of the RSS. Mr. Ram Madhav uh. goes on to hug uh, Rashid Engineer, this uh, loony, yeah. uh, you know, MLA who's been part uh, from, of some very from interesting North, <laughs> from, from North Kashmir, who, who says that the Kashmiri Pandit should apologize for leaving uh, that Pakistan currency. Uh, should be used in uh, right. used in Kashmir, and he has all kinds of hmm. um, so ideas about Abdul Guru. He's the buddy now. Yeah. So if there are five people uh, who are shouting, uh, "Bharat ki barbadi tak jang ladenge," you know, the police is on a lookout for them. Kanaya Kumar has already gone to jail. He's been beaten up by the goons hmm. in jail. But, but the he's same getting people, you, you, you're hugging. He's getting uh, uh, yeah, Making them, uh, treating them with Nagpur santra barfi. You know? <laughs> Nagpur. For those of our listeners who don't know, Nagpur is very famous for its santras. So, uh, uh, but it's also you know it's also leading to a very dangerous situation. Uh, I'll just make dangerous a point. why? I'll tell you why. You see, many in Kashmir Valley, as we all know, uh, have have a support. You know, they support Pakistan. They want to be a part of Pakistan, or they want to be so-called independent, which is, according to me, an euphemism for uh, going to Pakistan. Mm. But there's also this very small um, section of people educated people who may not have any love for India, but in their all pra practicality and wisdom, mm. they understand one fact that the future 
and destiny lies with India. Because Pakistan tourism isn't exactly uh, absolute. covering billboards absolute. in New York. <laughs> Indian no, tourism you know, still is. They want to come out at some point in time thinking that the backbone of militancy has been broken. Now they want to come up and say some things. Mm -hmm. For example, say some things about uh, what happened to Kashmiri Pandits in 1990 because there's absolutely no debate over that. Mm. So, you know, there has to be a beginning somewhere. But when they see a person, an emissary from India's ultra-nationalist right-wing Hindu party mm. going there and hugging an ultra-separatist. Mm. Then you're Where like, will they have the courage to come in the front and say, you know, we're all Indians and India belongs to Then they feel isolated. Now, now we have no stake absolutely, in this Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and on the other hand, you have this radical loony fringe, hmm. which is getting emboldened day by day. And the Home Ministry is so worried because now you have these militants, terrorists who are getting killed in army action. Yeah. And thousands of people are out. In Mufti Mohammed Said's uh, Janaza, there were only 3,000 people. At the and same it, time, there were two terrorists who were killed in Pulwama. There were 12,000 people wow. in the last rites. That, that is one be. reason why Mahbubah Mufti had developed this cold feet mm. after uh, she her, saw her, the... her father's demise. Mm. Because she thought that the whole, uh, you, you know, the whole her party history was coming to naught. You know, uh, I'll, Manisha has hardly spoken, so we'll just let you pick the next subject and talk. But before that, I just want to share one little anecdote, what you said about, you know, them what want to be a part of Pakistan. <clears throat> I was overseas and I was at this food court. And like any good desi, you need desi food when you go out. So I went to the desi food stall and I said, then, and of course that girl was brown like me, and I could tell iski angrezi bhi thakki hui hai meri tana. So, apna yoga to Indian food, you know, these, you know, these food courts, huh? there's Indian yeah. food as Chinese. So I went and this? I said, uh, this was actually in Singapore. So I said, so, um, where are you? And he was not being friendly at all. So I thought, a cricket match in Pakistan. So he said, or some shit he said. And he was like, really nasty and I tried to be friendly. So I didn't say anything, but I wanted to say, Abbey, gadhe. So I Pakistani food. One is Indian food, like, who Pakistani food will eat? What is Pakistani food? Someone tried to open a Pakistani restaurant here. I've been to Pakistan. I said, what is Pakistani food? Pray tell me. I thought frontier food but is great. There is nothing. That is nonsense. Lahori khana is very famous. Huh? Lahori, really? Tell me, tell me one restaurant that serves then, Lahori khana. I have not been there, but I mean, no. it's really good. Tell me where. Name me one. What In Lahore? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I went to Penang. I said, it's the best Penang curry. amazing restaurant in Lahore, which is uh, a haveli taken over during the partition. But there's no such thing as Which belonged to a Hindu home, and it is now called Cuckoo's. Cuckoo's nest. Because no, 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 it's a more interesting story. Cuckoo was um, a lady of. Uh, leisure. No, not leisure. Lady of. Leisure. Pleasure. Okay. And uh, so she had a brothel there, very elegant brothel. And she, her son then made it into a restaurant and it has many different floors. Small haveli which you climb through winding staircases, like those cement staircases. And you sit on the top of the terrace. Of, next to you there's this huge mosque dome. Amazing scenery of the whole of Lahore. Really? And they have scenery? You, they have, they have uh, a menu which you choose, it's street food. So you choose from the different restaurants on the menu and then they go and they go down the street and pick up the food oh, and okay, bring it up in a basket. So it's this pulled up that, in a basket. That, what do you kebab gali in Lahore, I've been there. Oi. Uh, Bira just give me looks when I say I they have a view there. And I have to tell you. I, I just like to say, I, I just like to say. Islamabad, I, I do think it's a beautiful Islamabad maybe, but Lahore. Can I add one very <laughs> significant thing? In that Haveli, there was a, a statue of Ganesh.
in front of which there was a diya and flowers put every day. Nice. Now see. But I, I just, uh, I've been to Lahore. There's no such thing as scenery there. There's, and I can't even think of any tourist wanting to go there. Just saying. You were probably just unwell when you went there. Dude, yeah. this is a bad we don't have to overcompensate. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, let's bomb them. No, but no, it's, but like, believe, it's a country of the bunghole. It's, it's like the bunghole of the world, dude. No, no, Seriously. Lahore was like but Delhi in the 50s. Yeah, I've heard people it's, say It's, it's like still like Delhi in the 50s. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Delhi, no. it, Lahore today is like what Delhi was in the you, six, uh, 50s, it? where you went to one uh, Janpath to shop mm. or to Hanuman Mandir to buy your bangles. And that was it. There's some nice things there, but in the city, Chandni Chowk shopping. That's what we used to do in the fifties. Like, I I was there for that's the, Lahore. I now. was there for four days. I did not see one woman in public. Cricket match. There is no. Listen. For the Pakistan cricket match, we went to the Lahore Pakistan cricket match. India Pakistan cricket match in Lahore. There is no ladies loo in the cricket stadium. Are you serious? No. What? There is no it's ladies' loo. IIM Ahmedabad did not have its ladies' loo open after 7 p.m. till as recently as 2010. Mm. I don't like to this hear bad IIM. stories about India. Go away. IIM Ahmedabad. <laughs> this place is only for bad stories Manisha, about Pakistan sorry, and what you China. Want to go with now? What are you talking actually, about? I, only I bad stories about Pakistan and China allowed here. I had a question for Rahul actually uh, on. So, you know that based purely on gossipy things that I've heard. Oh, <laughs> oh. like all good journalists. But, yeah, like all like... All 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 can I interject parties. what is trending now? Ted Cruz's sex scandal. Oh, in, in, in every no, no, election. It's, it's nothing as scandalous as that. But you know that media in Delhi, especially in Delhi, operates in cliques, you know. And the left liberal clique is, so to speak, the biggest of them all. Which one are you? No clique. Mm. No clique. So they all claim. So no. So now there was a you after your book on Bastar were sort of a hero of the left lib clique. Or at least welcomed by because you know, if not sympathetic. More than welcome. Yeah. More than welcome because yeah. you were pretty empathetic in your uh, portrayal of the problem in Chhattisgarh. Anyone with half a brain and a full heart would be. Okay. You are tired. But then your book on Kashmiri Pandits came out and uh, it wasn't received as well by the same team. Did you feel that? Did you face that with people? I think I was mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Um, it's not when I was, it's not as if I, when I was dealing with the so-called Maoist issue, uh, I had uh, kept my Kashmir chapter closed. Mm. Uh, when I met the Maoist Supreme Commander, I discussed Kashmir with him and I told him that I am a Kashmiri Pandit. Um, so there was absolutely no hiding away because you know I wanted to tell a story. Uh, my empathy uh, with what I had seen in the Maoist areas came from my personal history and of course from my travels. And uh, like I keep on saying, you know, when one traveled uh, in these areas in the late 90s, one had a very clear idea about, one would get a very clear idea about the fact that this was turning into something big. But the editors back then in Delhi did not have a clear picture of what was going to happen. So so you would come back and say, sir, you, you know, this is what is happening. Say, Varangal ka issue hai, Varangal wala issue So their reference to context as far as Naxal uh, issue is concerned is Varangal, Bosco Varangal. Mm -hmm. But of course, from mid-2000s onwards, we realized that it, 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 was, it had turned into... Well, there's a very interesting question that Manisha Yes, up. it had turned into something big. So when Hello Buster came, obviously I was received well. You know, some really great writers invited me and, you know, I had coffee with them. Um, and, you know, it, you know it, it was all great. And from the other side, 
from from the right wing in Jagdalpur and Raipur and Delhi and Jammu. Uh, even from my community, I got a lot of uh, bricks saying that you know I had become a Naxal supporter. Of okay. course, which was not the case. You know, I kept on telling them that you've never been to Bastar. I think I tweeted in those days. Besides you know, the shame. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> there was a you know there's a since we're talking about Lahore. वो असगर वजाहत साहब का एक प्ले हुआ करता जिन्हें जिन्हें बस्तर नहीं देखा वो जमिया हिंदू राइट विंग ऑर्गेनाइजेशन रोट मी लॉन्ग मेल सेट हियर टीयर्स इन इज आईज एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा एंड ही वॉन्टेड टू मीट मी एंड हैव टी विद मी एंड यू नो एंड एक्सप्लोर अपॉर्चुनिटीज ऑफ यू नो बट टी विद्रेट एक्सेट्रा What's wrong with him? He wrote such a good book, <laughs> and now he's writing this book supporting Kashmiri Pandits. They haven't read it. I don't know how many people have read it. I don't know how many people have read your book. I have read his book. Has anyone else here? No, I haven't read now, it. Now, a okay, Karthik has. He raises hand. Nice, Karthik. I like producers who read. Uh, I consider myself a liberal, and on many issues, I will probably be left off center, and I acknowledge that. and i would be you know termed pseudo secular by many i'm acha aage badho seeing all that and reading his book i don't see and i'm very sensitive to communal i didn't see it as something that right wingers would want because you've been extremely critical of those in fact you talk about this one instance where i don't know some politician said you've lost a brother you know because because your uh, brother that was, was general gd bakshi oh the shouter bakshi yes sir oh that was him yes, sir. in revisions show <coughs> So and you said I hope uh, sorry what did you say I said I lost my home not my humanity I've lost my home not my I'm humanity now that would piss off a lot of right wingers bloody hell you should also lost your humanity oh, they so, uh, they uh, they turned that video viral and uh, said that uh, army ka sher kashmiri chuhe ko kha raha and all that now now the thing is so I don't know so the most right wingers who actually are supporting you haven't read the book because yes. then they wouldn't yes yeah. and once they read it then then they say oh ye to waise ye to secular nikla in the same manner people uh, who, you know certain leftists who read my hello bastar also had certain problems with it especially with one line where i said that you know the adivasis are caught in the vortex of this battle between the indian state and the maoist guerrillas hmm. how can the maoists be separate from the adivasis mm. so is there line. any solution out of this labeling mess wo to kai nahi no and honestly i think there is value to the shorthand of labeling but longer discussion on that later but viraj you want to discuss this whole the nobel committee the nobel panel condemns the fatwa against salman rushdie only problem is 27 years after it was issued i yeah. think it makes a statement by itself that's where nobel is yes huh, so just completely out of date uh, nobel just tell our listeners first what exactly happened and then your comment on it it's uh, um, 1987 right yeah 2016 yeah about 1987 88 is when there was the fatwa on salman rushdie's novel the satanic verses and uh, india was the first country to ban it also again as usual have not having read it and also banning it and 
Now? Uh, the pen did actually come out in support, the poets, essays, and novelists uh, network of the world. After 27 long years, the Stockholm Academy of Nobel, the Academy which gives the Nobel Prize, has finally condemned the uh, fatwa. Um, it's, File it's, takes a while to move now. It's, it's actually, I think it fits really nicely with all the mess-ups that Nobel uh, Committee has done in the last 15 years. If you look at the economics prizes which started in 1967, most of them have gone to speculative economics. Peace prizes. The peace prizes, yes. I mean, uh, Madhu, <laughs> that's Madhu's favorite hobby, um, hobby hers because she's written about all the war criminals who've got a peace prize from Henry Kissinger to Obama a year after becoming the president when nothing uh, groundbreaking yeah. so had happened in West Asia. I write than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Chikrit, that was tongue in cheek written. Okay, so. all right. And also, it matched with my uh, discomfort with the Nobel uh, Academy and the kind of prizes they were giving. Hmm. So I, if, if you think, I do think 2015 Nobel Peace Prize, both the Peace Prize that went to um, Malala Yousafzai and uh, Kailash Satyarthi, and the Economics Prize to Angus Deaton, who's done massive amount of work on poverty data in India. And let's not forget Pachori. Uh, that's actually Terry, the, that was to Terry, no, not actually, to Pachori. No, no, neither Terry nor IPC. Pachori. It's the IP, International Panel on Climate Change. Right. Pachori was the chair. So it's neither Terry nor okay. Pachori. It's the entire panel. Hmm. And the panels also... No, but do you have a problem with Malala and uh, Satyarthi? No, I'm it? saying these were the corrective measures. I see. All I'm saying is that they condemning something which happened 27 years before hmm. is perfect to the narrative that they have actually messed up their prizes massively. For I think they are more discreditable than our Padma Awards. Can okay. I bring in some point, a point? Yeah. Padma Lakshmi, Lakshmi his ex-wife, ex yeah. has just written a, a book. Yeah. And in that book, she's written about her life with Salman Rushdie. And she writes in one of the many different descriptions of her life with him, she says that every year when the Nobel Prize came out, he used he to freak to be out because he did not. He expected it to come to him. Yes. So maybe the Nobel Prize uh, committee read that, have yeah. read that and said, "Oh, okay, <laughs> so he's been getting disappointed. Let's at least give him a." This. Although I think when the economics prize amount, probably Mr. Bhagwati's wife also has to probably console him every year because <laughs> <laughs> he gets very upset. And Ravish Kumar says it seems Ravish Shankar also. Huh. Like Indian market, mein ye this oh, is Ravish Shankar. Shri Shri. Shri. He Haven't expects a Nobel Prize. Yeah, yeah. For, for, peace. For, for what? For, for peace. peace. For oh, peace. I didn't know that. He's also. So he, Jagdish, Bhagwati, all. He should also get one for environment. Okay, uh, Manisha, for the you have anything of the to Yamuna. say on this or on no, anything else? No, no. I think this. Uh, we could talk about this uh, story on Microsoft Bot. I think that's brilliant. It's Please. The brilliant story. So what happened? Uh, well, they, they so got the automatic bot, and I just happened to watch a couple of days ago that film, Steve. Okay. First, just tell the listeners. In brief, what it is, then you can tell. Yeah, so, so they know. Microsoft uh, designed an artificial intelligence bot called Tay. Tay, yeah. So it was supposed to be picking up information from Twitter and supposed to be getting smarter, and then responding to your queries. A bot, a bot is for our listeners. A, a bot is a, a bot is basically it's not a real person. Like many fake Twitter IDs follow you, there's no person behind it. That's a bot or a Facebook, which is not really Abhinandan. A real person. It's okay, just no someone with a name. Okay. It's just a machine no. on auto. It's retweeting stuff or following people. That's a bot. Yeah. It's not this a real person. This was called a smart chat bot in the sense that it would chat back to you. 
and it turned racist <laughs> and offensive sexist. Misog yeah, and, and sexist. abusive and, abusive and sexist within, and like, misogynist and I love this Hitler, uh, right? this yeah. one tweet by Tay tweets Hitler was right I hate the Jews these are the kind of <laughs> can I just say that I'm stoked to meet you humans are super uh, this is just I hate feminists and they should all die and burn in hell so these are conversations that actually This is automatic responses. So this is like a sponge, a machine that is yeah. absorbing exactly. what it sees in that social environment of Twitter. So is it and picking tweets from India? No, I think... I think it's global Twitter. Globally. All of your questions. I think we should post some like something like that. questions put into India and see what... But anyway, they've pulled it down now. Yeah, they've pulled they've, it down. Madhu, what do you think? Are you surprised? I don't think they should have pulled it down because it's an indicative of what is yeah. happening. I think yeah. it's yeah. They should have yeah. kept yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They should have kept it and oh, then yeah. told everyone that, yeah. listen, this is what is, this is, what, is the, what the environment is. Yeah. So to, to pull it down and then decide to be politically correct is then fooling everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, hear the KKK. Let's yeah. hear the, uh, the Nazis. Let's yeah. hear everything. Let's hear the the racists and the anti-feminists and the children haters and all those kind of people. Let's hear what I, I feel that when our politicians, for example, say all these politically correct things and everybody jumps down their throat, which is fine, jump down your throat. But I'm happy that they say it because it exposes them. Yeah. Unless these things are exposed, we'll never know. Mm. True. I think you should on design the, a bot. On the bot thing, <laughs> the social media, there was this story you know, about this police official who was ha actually had a stroke but uh, the video went viral yeah. about he being drunk and now yes, he's yes, gone yes. to the Supreme Court for... Has, has anybody apologized? Any of these uh, no, I don't print know. or electronic media who can... I, I find Twitter is the worst, worst in, yeah. terms of, in terms of being honourable. It's very cowardly, anonymous. But it's not just Twitter. It's just I bad. Think, I no, think like videos... Video, no? Like videos, I think that the thing when videos are shared and a lot of... Actually, India TV had perfected this art this revenue model of getting a YouTube video, whether it was cows being abducted by aliens and running a half an hour story on it. Or ye dekhye bhai yar beno. No, sorry, that's Modi. I'm very confused. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Or ye dekhye. Chudel I hai, whatever, Saturn say. Or dekho wo da jare ye anganwadi mein bachche ko khane, whatever, you know. It would be like 80 second video and they keep freezing it, doing circles. Now, with social media, you know, this, someone took this cop swing no one knew who took the video, no one knew who the cop was and it just, people ran programs on it. And that is what's dangerous, you know, because the thing is, let's face it, even us, when we get something on social media, you don't give it that kind of credibility. It is just when a news organization puts its weight behind it, well, then you, you say, you, listen, you want to be in a country where a home minister goes by the evidence of a tweet. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So wake up. Yeah. But it's a real pity because I believe uh, that, you know, the mobile camera mm. is the most powerful political and journalistic tool of yes. this century. Right. And, you, you know, you can achieve anything with it because, you know, you have the power. But it is. The, the ordinary person has the power to show. No, like, and, you, you know, I was you, at you, an airport where a guy was stalking me with his camera. Yes. And I'm okay with somebody who comes and says, can I get a picture yeah. with you? That's fine. But, but he was you, yeah. trying to catch me eating, going into the ladies' room. It was really annoying. Yes. So I then turned my camera out and I noticed that he had red nail polish on his toes. So I started shooting his toes and he ran. He didn't need mace, see? No, but, but you know what you're saying, Rahul? I think net-net, it's still happening. What you're saying is happening. While there are many things that are wrong, and yes. you know, yes. but overall the benefit 
far outweighs the cost. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we have very little time left. So if anyone wants to share anything, please do. Uh, I have two things to share. But before we share our value-adding stories or articles or podcasts with our listeners, I want to discuss ICC cricket. I don't know if there are any cricket fans on this table. Yeah. Uh, now, I have a question and I wish we had Anand here because he watches cricket. That is, are you at all? Uh, no, uh, cricket died for me uh, on 16th April 1986. Uh, Why? When uh, Javed Miada Hit that, that six, six on Chetan Sharma's ball. Oh dear. You know, yeah. The Sharjah Cup, yes. Really? I think it was Astro Asia Cup, yeah. That's what they called it. So I was uh, a young boy, 10 years old, in, in Kashmir and waiting uh, with crackers in my hand, uh, which I got specially from uh, downtown Srinagar and waiting for, uh, waiting to buzz them. To, and everybody else to, will be cheering for Pakistan? Uh, yes, my, really? my, my neighbors. Okay. Uh, a lot of my neighbors. And uh, you know, my, those, bursting those crackers was my answer to them. And then, you know, those crackers went damp in my hand, and I never turned back to cricket after that. Interesting oh my story. God, we this should is talk. Like an ad. Yeah, what? we should talk. Like this is like disappointed in love. I'll never love again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is yeah. which which is a very valid well, kind of point of view. A lot of people. There. <laughs> no, you cricket, get up and love again. <laughs> 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 No, but Abhinandan, please don't miss it. Both Manisha and I feel this is the original Mokka Mokka ad. Nice, absolutely. In fact, what this is Mokka Mokka ad? It's an ad which, uh, never mind. If you're following cricket, you'd know. But I just I like to say. We will provide the link. The huh? ICC cricket, ticket Chalrai, I understand that. You know, post match interviews, even if the captain says nothing of significance, it's fine. Although Dhoni lashed out at this one journalist, and I think rightly so, that guy was just needlessly being annoying and he was saying, up, you just about won Yevo. But. Whenever this cricket ha thing happens, they have one hour show, half an hour shows on television channels. I want to know, has anything even slightly insightful or smart ever been said on those shows? Like, I was watching one on NDTV with Viru, uh, Viru Devgun, uh, Virender Sehwag and Nikhil Naz. And, and, and what does he say? Uh, you know, uh, Virender Sehwag, Nikhil Naz says that, um, so why does India have the upper hand since, you know, 2002? Like, they, they've never, Pakistan has never won. Virender Sevag, you know, thinks and says, you know, like after Imran, the world-class bowlers like Imran and Wasim Akram retired, then they didn't get any world-class bowlers. And uh, we, meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, kept improving. Uh, so that's why we win. No, I'm Nico, like, your hey? expectations are wrong because all sportsmen down the line, whether it's tennis players or football players or anyone, when you listen to their language, particularly after a game, uh, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's After complete, him, I understand. No, no. You, there's nothing. There's nothing that makes sense because they're in a zone. No, no. That's what even I'm this, saying. They, you, are, you have an expectation of them, in which you are expecting them to be articulate. I, I'm not expecting anything from them. Really? What I'm saying is, I understand when I understand post-game interviews, and there's value to it when you see them lashing out. No, but you know, even this, they can't but change. Saying, no, but then why are you having a one-hour show? I'm watching. Why do people? And please, you know, write into us at contact at News Laundry and tell us. Why do you watch a one-hour show where a guy is talking nonsense? He's saying we are good uh, because we practice. Uh, we are winning because we are better. Like what? Uh, they watch Arnab for one hour. No, I agree. Actually, Madhu, I do think this is the only purpose all these uh, talk shops serve is talking up the game. 
and if you match it with somebody like Nick Hornby who does uh, mm. football writing, the class of writing is absolutely different. And Boria Mazumdar, I recently oh. read that he is calling himself a sports historian. Seriously? <laughs> and, and, and Boria Mazumdar like is a sports historian? I don't know. I mean, I watch Maybe those shows. Done some I, I was just saying, you know, the, the yes, I think it's just talking up and building that frenzy and no, nothing that's else. But that's I'm just wondering why do people watch it? Add. Because Why do they, people watch it? The, the frenzy, the watch, the you know, getting into the yeah. From mood. the cynical side, as Madhu said, reclaiming panel discussions. Why do people watch panel discussions? Uh, I'll, I won't get into that, but I can see why they do. But I don't see why people would watch this. Uh, so Manisha, go with you. What would you, you like? Because you don't like the game, maybe no. No, I was you saying, you know, that. you cannot like the game, but still understand why people like it. Like I don't like cricket, but I can understand why people like it. I don't understand why people would watch one hour of Virendra Sehwag saying nothing. It actually can get even worse. Because it's Virendra Sehwag, I guess you want to watch your sporting stars talk and I don't know, say ABP things. channel <laughs> has a big boss. Uh, How intelligent copy. are those interviews with, with some, I'd say a lot, of the Bollywood actors? How intelligent are they? The kind of que answers they give hmm. makes you question IQ levels. But that's... But they're not talking about, they're not trying to demystify or deconstruct cricket or cinema. They're just saying, you know, I'm a very different person, I'm a very bubbly girl. I'm the bhai, you know about yourself, to apni bubbly girl bana diya. I'm a stoic person, I don't talk about myself. And then they talk about himself half an hour. So, entertainment milti hai. Yaha, he's asked a question about cricket. And he's it's quite says, dull, yeah. yeah you know. But I would imagine people like Azaz Ashraf, uh, Pradeep Magazine, Sharda Ugra would probably add value. But they are not the ones doing it. Na? They are, yes. There's uh, Virinder Sehwag, there is uh, that Murli Karthik, these Nikhil, people. Uh, you know. So, so Manisha, why don't you go with you? What would you like to share with our um, listeners? A really nice columns by James Crabtree. He used to be uh, the FT correspondent based in Mumbai. So he's written two pieces, uh, one about bringing up his baby in Mumbai and doing a Nam current ceremony for the baby. And the baby's called Vishwanathan, middle name. Mm. Very interesting, nice piece. And he's written another one on what is similar between cats and the Indian bureaucracy. Mm. Nice. Really, it's really nice. Madhu, anything you'd like to share? Oh, I... You can think. Viraj? Yes, I do have something to share. Mm. Faiz Ahmed Faiz's uh, Intasab, Aaj Ke Naam. Mm. Uh, I think it perfectly fits into all that we discussed and the kind of times Did he living. write it recently, last week? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't, but I want to plug a poem okay, for a change. Okay, huh? Especially it has this killer line, Clerkon ke apshurda sham ke naam. Achha. And after 6% DA, which happened last week, hmm. I think Clerkon ke apshurda sham is still there. So, and um, my friend Avinash Kumar, who sent this uh, Intasab Aaj Ke Naam of Faiz Sahab, he said we should add, uh, we should update that poetry and put new lines like Aadhar Ke Time Me Privacy Ke Katl Ke Naam, hmm. uh, Brussels hmm. Attack Ke Baad Multiculturalism Ke Katl Ke Naam, and Journalists, Patrakaron Ke Katl Ke Naam. Very nice, mm. profound. Thank you. Lovely. Thank Intasab. you. Aaj. Oh, so, what am I supposed to do? Anything uh, that you read uh, this week in a newspaper, uh, in a magazine, uh, okay. or saw that so you share? So, I have uh, disconnected television uh, from my house after I came back from Yale, 
and I've stopped reading newspapers. Um, I read a little bit uh, here and there on Twitter from people I follow and they curate some stuff from me. So, as far uh, as you're concerned, Manmohan Singh is still Prime Minister? Uh, no, I, uh, well... <laughs> that you wouldn't miss in America, dude. Switch off everything, switch that, off everything. In, in India, you'd still miss that. No, when I left for Yale, Mr. Modi had already become Prime Minister, so that huh. much I know. Huh. Uh, but I'm reading this um, uh, really interesting book by uh, this Colombian anthropologist called Michael Tosik, hmm. uh, which I recommend for everyone, uh, for journalists and non-journalists. Uh, uh, it's a book called I Swear I Saw This, uh, where he um, looks at uh, different ways of looking at the same thing, uh, which I f find very uh, beneficial. Um, I'm also rereading a lot of Hannah Arendt, which I think all of us should do uh, in, in these That's my, she's uh, my favorite uh, dark and trying I have times. to control myself by not quoting her in every article I write. <laughs> but, but why do you think she's yes, important she's, at this time? She has done some uh, phenomenal work on the uh, totalitarianism, how, how these things work. Um, on she the did this basic yeah, yeah. venality the of evil. Human nature. How it, You've how, written about this, right? Yeah, too many times. I mean, I can't help it because yeah, yeah, whatever you write about yes, in India yeah. always comes you to You start Hannah the piece right. with the banality of... Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, and it, it's somehow, it, I have to like, I have to really say I'm not going to quote her this time. Because I know her books by heart, but it's really a That's problem. That's a challenge I face too, because you know, I... Everything that she's written days, relate, yeah. relates to today. You start a piece and you want to start it from a Hannah Arendt quote, because you know, right. she, she's so, uh, she's so good and you know, she's... Um, She's so valid and uh, important yeah, in these times, yeah. Actually, I have one thing to share, <coughs> yeah. which I saw in a TED talk. Mm. Um, it's about, uh, titled Addiction. Mm. And in that, this, um, I'll just get his name, um, speaks about, uh, he's an Englishman, and he talks about uh, how in Portugal, they have brought down the addiction rate in... Uh, drug addiction. Drug addiction and alcoholism in a completely unique way, which is completely the opposite of the way the United States and, and the United Kingdom have been doing. The war on drugs of the US isn't working, obviously. So what he says is, he says the, the reason for addiction, for any addiction, whether it's addicted to um, drugs or alcohol or being addicted to your cell phone or to uh, the internet, every addiction stems from the emptiness within you and every time you pick up a cigarette or a drink or get hooked onto any program or a video game or whatever it's filling the emptiness within you and he's uh, I will so the link of I'll that is available link. the link to and, all these suggestions of and so he says that what Portugal did which I think should be done in Punjab mm. that instead of putting all of these junkies in jail and all that, they removed that whole system and they filled up their lives, meaning what he says is you have to fill their lives up with things to do, right. give them jobs which they love, yeah. even if, uh, you know, if they're interested in art, give them some artwork, give them anything that's related to their interests and fill their lives up that gives them a reason to wake up in the morning mm -hmm. and surround them with, with creating friendships around them and connections. So he basically says that addiction comes from a disconnect between you and the rest of the world. And their attempt is to connect you again. Good and luck. that has been extremely successful that's, in that's Portugal. That's a wonderful approach to but good luck with dealing that with addiction. In that's Punjab, really, really like, you know, <laughs> no, it's far worse. No, no, no it was far worse in Portugal. Yeah, but Punjab. Yeah, but Europe is Europe. 
she looks at her father sternly, puts the form down, then she looks at the other where it says general and she picks up the general form and says, Kisi seedhi ki zarurat nahi hame. Ridiculous. Now, whoever made that, I, I don't know what your position on, is on reservation, doesn't understand the base of reservation. Doesn't understand what merit means. That is frightening. How did the censor board pass yeah, it? Yeah, how did that, but, how does that... Forget the censor board process. What have to do with this? But the Maybe point they is... Do, they didn't get it that They means. don't understand that merit and quota are not mutually exclusive. What is merit? Merit is the... Is, is the final sum of our intellectual ability, our cognitive ability, which is the sum of who we know, where we were born, what, what nutrients went into our body, you know, what teachers we had access to. And I've looked at that ad and I had just finished this debate. I think, you know, News Laundry, we should write a piece on what is merit. Let, let us explain to the people, merit hota kya hai? And you know, this hai? debate started about 20 years, 30 years ago in America on school admission interviews and school admissions in America, in which the blacks debated, and they, they didn't debate, they made a statement saying that the interview questions that are asked of black children do not relate to their background. Mm. They wouldn't know a lot of the things, oh, yeah. and it's unfair to them. And they fought and they won. They had to change the level of questioning, not the level, they changed the quality, quality. of the questioning, which would relate to everybody, every child in America, because it was just too culturally specific. The game is loaded uh, Abhi, in the favor. Abhi, this Sorry. is just too important. I think uh, News Laundry's just done one article by Vimlandu Jha on um, the STEM and how the STEM, the science, technology, engineering, and management things. We definitely should do more on this, especially merit. The more I keep listening to my cousins who have become doctors and engineers, that third generation English speaking graduates writing exams, father paying for coaching classes, they actually think a first generation agricultural laborer's child who's taken advantage of affirmative action is cutting into the merit I list. Don't, you know, that you can even call Rahul, third sorry, generation you father saying, paying no, I mean, for coaching I, I, classes as merit itself is such a sham. I mean, I just spent a week in Telangana uh, traveling with this very young, uh, brilliant uh, Indian police service officer, uh, Rema Rajeshwari, uh, who has been uh, rescuing children from, you know, various situations. And you'll be amazed to see how many ills are tied to just one thing, hmm. caste. Yeah. Child trafficking, forced, prosti forced prostitution, forced begging, uh, bonded labor situations, self confidence, mass migration, yes. mass depression, and the list is endless. Self confidence. We had, you know, several uh, helpers at home, and one of them was a Misra. She was, you know, a cook, and she would enter our kitchen and, you know, open something and help herself with a certain confidence that the cleaner would not have the guts to do. And you know, when my mother asked that, you know. Then why, you know, they'd say, Ye do do wo. they say, Khud le lo, like, you know, Vimla ji takes it. They say, wo to Brahmin hai, wo le sakte, hum le sakte. What I'm saying is self-confidence is oh, a yeah. function of caste. And, and, and know, when like, these jackasses who don't know shit about shit say that I'm here on merit, I'm like, dude. And also it can't, this reservation quota system, I think it has to be done in a way that it's actually implemented in favor of the people who are who take advantage of it, such as I know for a fact in Bangalore Law School, they do full have this quota system. But what they do is that each child, and there's this one boy who was in, in class with my daughter in Bangalore Law School. He was the son of a construction laborer. He, he was, one senior was put in charge of one subject with him who helped him helped through him. each exam, 
tutored him right through the college because they have exams and debates and moot courts all through the year. Yes. So he was his responsibility for that subject throughout. That kind of support That's is essential of instead of just throwing them yes. into the into the deep just like that. Today he has a job in in Mumbai with ICICI Bank and he has living in a wonderful apartment. He has put all his siblings who were younger than him through school, which they would never have been able to do, and some in college, he had five siblings, he would have never been able to do that. Yeah. And that is a success story because of the way it was implemented. I mean, on the 125th anniversary, probably we should actually do one on affirmative action and look at all of this. Manisha, your view on this before we wind up? I'm just amazed that nobody's called out that ad for whatever Hawa it is. Hawa I mean, Hawa to tumhari niklegi. Hevels. Pehle unka hi nahi tha, wo ad, and the fact that no one has also tells us a lot about our media. Our you know, when, when you wait a minute, Hevels is not an Indian company. It's a multinational company, I think. More reason to bash it. But how does it matter? What no, the, no, it means, it, I'll tell you what it means. It means that the guys who okayed it may not know. मनीषा Apologies for the greeting. I didn't know that's what it meant. Uh, uh, thank you, Biraj, uh, for joining us. And finally, you're in town, and we hope to see you more often. And thanks, Rahul. Pleasure seeing you after thank so you. long again. And uh, good luck with your next book. I'm hoping you're working on one already. Oh yeah. You are? <laughs> Great. Can Much I ask you what it's thank about? Thank you, to Biraj and Ra uh, Rahul. It really made it good. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Can Can you ask you what it's yeah, about? Yes. Um, so I'm. Uh, I do not have a, a complete idea right now, but I'm just traveling around. Okay. I'm Fine. just traveling around to understand what is happening. And we leave you today with a song uh, that kind of is dedicated to the uh, who think quota and merit are mutually exclusive. With that, goodbye and good luck. <laughs> Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.